Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Talking Metal. Before we get into the episode, I want to mention that we do have James Smith from thrashmetaltimes.com on the podcast with us. Send him an email. Keep in touch with him at thrashmetaltimes at gmail.com. If you're in a band and you want to get music to him, again, I highly recommend you reach out to James Smith from Thrash Metal Times, today's co-host, at this email account, thrashmetaltimes at gmail.com. I will have that up in the show notes of today's episode. We have a new sponsor starting up. It's actually an old new sponsor. Squarespace is coming back, guys. So they're not sponsoring this episode, but the next couple ones they're going to be sponsoring. So please support them when I give the information out in those upcoming episodes. We are thrilled to have Squarespace coming back to sponsor Talking Metal once again. Other ways you can support, as most of you know, you can go to today's show notes and use the Amazon link to open up your Amazon and make your purchases. You can also make a PayPal donation on our site, which is TalkingMetal.com. Hey, welcome to another edition of Talking Metal. Back on the show, a special guest co-host, James Smith from Thrash Metal Times. How are you, James? I'm doing outstanding, Mark. Coming to you from the great state of Texas. How are you doing today? Good, good. Coming to you from the uh, the not-so-great state of Jersey. No, it's a great state. I like <laughs> Jersey's a great state. I'm just teasing. How is your site doing? What are you reporting on now on thrash metal times which is thrashmetaltimes.com correct that's correct um the site's going pretty good right now i'm just kind of a one-man show my uh business partner is neck deep in uh in school right now so he might not be available again for another month or two but basically for the last two years i've been kind of running it on my own and you know just kind of producing metal news doing reviews of cds uh like we talked about the last time, I get a lot of incoming music from just no-name bands around the world, and they're looking for a little exposure. So, you know, we'll review the, the CD and post their music online and give them a shot, you know, things like that. We do try to keep out of the uh, gossip business, you know, like some of the other websites. <clears throat> we try to stay away from that and just try to uh, bring good metal to the masses. Good. Well, good for you guys, because I know the gossip is always tempting for some of these other sites because 
some people are attracted to that and like to read about that. It's it's funny. I just interviewed Ace, and the interview I did with him was was very positive. He didn't really talk any shit about anybody. He was in a good mood, and it's funny. I sent it out to a lot of the the sites, and a a few of them picked it up. But I noticed that a lot of the sites passed on it because. He wasn't trashing Gene and Paul. He wasn't saying a bunch of stuff about them. And those are uh, always the, uh, you know, when, when Ace talks about them in a bad manner, those are always what make the headlines on some of these sites. So good for you from staying away from the gossip. Yeah, I have noticed recently, now that you bring it up, between Ace and the members of KISS, there is a little going back and forth, but... I think he's trying to take the high road the best that he can. I know it's it's, it's an uphill climb for him, but uh, I, I think he's doing the right thing. Absolutely. Now, on a couple other recent episodes of Talking Metal, I had the former singer of Exodus, Rob Dukes, who was recently dismissed from the band, and they brought back Zetro. And Zetro actually was on one of the episodes, too. So I've had a lot of Exodus going around on Talking Metal. And they have a new record coming out soon with Zetro returning to vocals. I wanted to play a little classic Exodus right now off the Bonded by Blood record. This is Piranha.
What you just heard was some classic Exodus with the song Piranha off Bonded by Blood, the original version of Bonded by Blood, which of course was re-recorded with Rob Dukes back in 2008, and the guitar sound was updated, and you know, I'm not really into that when these bands go back and record classic records. Megadeth has even done that, you know, going back and re-recording certain parts on the, their classic records, remixing, remastering. I, I I think it's important that you keep these pieces of art in the form they were originally released. How do you feel about that, James? You know, I agree with you. I think the uh, the original versions are, are classics. And, you know, sometimes you have bad production or some bad instrument playing, some muddled solos on the guitar, but that's what makes it, you know, a treasure. And I, you know, I purchased the uh, remastered version of P-Sills, but who's buying? And you can totally tell where they redid a bunch of guitar solos. It sounds nice, but you know, it just doesn't have that original magic that it did before. I'm with you 100%. I mean, I think with Bonded by Blood by Exodus, Peace Cells by Megadeth, some of the stuff that, that made these albums so potent and and great was that, yeah, it was a little messy at times. It was a little bit like a roller coaster about ready to go off the rails. It had maybe too much reverb here and there, you know, and, and it, it just, it wasn't perfect. It maybe embraced the production trends of the time a little too much in in at least the minds of the guys who went back and re-recorded it but it really is for me important that even the reverb and the stuff that you keep all that on on the 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 versions of the album that are for sale because it needs to be a time capsule it needs to kind of represent where it came from and if the songs are good enough, you know, people will still love it. I really think that the original version of those early Megadeth records is actually quite a bit better than the the newer redone versions. Yeah, agree 100%. Cool. Well, let's get on to talking about a band that you wanted to talk about. And it's a band that you initially, I believe, hooked me up with many years ago. I did a an interview with them, Militia, out of Texas. And they were a part of the heavy metal scene down there for many, many decades. Tell us a little bit about Militia. Well, as you know from the uh, the interview you did, uh, Militia was part of that original wave of uh, metal that rolled through Texas in the early 80s. And, of course, like a lot of the bands, you know, they, they disbanded, broke up. And then with over the past few years, they had a, a call from Germany from the producers of the Keep It True Festival, and they wanted the original guys to come over there and play, which they did. They flew over to Germany and played and did an outstanding job. So when they got back home to Texas, they decided, hey, you know what? We still have that magic. Let's do something. And they, uh, instead of re-recording some of their old tunes from the demos, they produced a whole new CD, which is great. It's called Strength and Honor. But the, the big news right now is they're opening for one of the best new album bands in the world, you know, and that's Satan, the guys out of England. Right. <clears throat> and, I mean, those guys are just outstanding. And, you know, recently they just uh, 
came out with their second CD after a long hiatus, you know, a life sentence. Yeah, which is a, just amazing, great CD. I had it on my top 10 favorite releases of 2013. Excellent, it, excellent it's, album. It's like they never skipped a step or they never broke up between Court and the Act and Life Sentence. There's just such a smooth transition. It sounds the same. They sound great. It's just an awesome CD. <clears throat> but uh, Militia is going to open up for Satan uh, October 22nd in Texas, in Austin, Texas. And uh, that should be a good show. And, uh, you know, there could be some new music from Militia on the horizon. Right. I was talking trading emails with the bass player, Robert Willingham. And I guess there's an urge to maybe try and do an EP, which would be great. But uh, as you know, life gets in the way with these guys. So we'll just kind of have to wait and see. Right. Cool. Well, very exciting news. And that'll be a great uh, concert, Militia and Satan sharing the stage. How far is Austin from where you live in El Paso, James? Uh, it's about... I'd say about eight hours from oh, here. Okay, so it's not <laughs> it's not a concert you'll probably be making. Well, maybe if I can uh, get a long weekend, that would be great. I'm gonna have to look at the calendar and see what's going on, and I'd sure like to make it. That'd be an awesome show. Absolutely. Well, let's get into a little militia right now. What do you want to play for the Talking Metal listeners? Ah, uh, let's see. What's a good one off of Strength and Honor? How about Unveil the Faith? <laughs>
just heard was Unveil the Faith by Militia. Is that on iTunes? It is on iTunes. Cool. Well, you guys should all go pick that up. Show some support and some love for the bands we feature here on the podcast by going to iTunes and purchasing their music legally or go to Amazon and buy the CD. I still am a big fan of the CDs. I don't as I don't buy as much of them as I used to, but there's something about having the uh, physical product. Yeah, it's, it's kind of nice to be able to pull out the liner notes and take a look at them and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, let's move on a little Iron Maiden, old school Iron Maiden right now. And we'll come back and talk a little bit about Paul Diano. This is Wrathchild by Iron Maiden. One of my favorite Iron Maiden songs that is off the Killers record with Paul Diano, who was a big part of those first two Maiden albums. He also played on Maiden Japan, which I don't believe was ever really released digitally. Was it, was it James? Do you know? No, that? I've, I've never seen it digitally. You know, I had it, you know, 30 years ago. Uh, what a great EP. But no, I've, I've never seen it digitally anywhere. Yeah, it's funny when when we were kids, the you used to have really 
a few, well, a few more than a few. It was a limited selection of Paul Diano stuff. You, of course, had the first Iron Maiden record, the Killers record, and then you had this vinyl EP called Made in Japan, which was live. Then there, of course, was the singles, which were always treats from Maiden, because for the most part, they would always have unreleased B-sides, whether they were live versions or cover songs. They were always a treat. So you had a number of those with Diano. And then you had the Women in Uniform uh, single, too, which was a, a cover track, but it was the A-side of the single. And mm-hmm. and that, you were pretty much limited to that. So it was really, in retrospect, a small amount of Maiden's catalog that Paul Diano was involved with. However, he's continued really to this day to continue to to kind of milk that small output that he had with Maiden and he has a new DVD coming out correct yeah he sure does it's called the Beast Arises and uh I think he's doing a few of his original tunes from uh, his other bands uh, Killers and Battlezone uh-huh yeah exactly but the rest of it is just uh, old school Maiden tunes, which, you know, at this point in time, Paul Diano has just, just lost his singing voice. It's, he sounds horrible. He sounds worse than Gene Simmons on his worst days, you know. And I, I can't believe he's still trying to, you know, milk money by releasing this stuff. And it's just horrible. If you go to YouTube, you can watch any number of his uh, live DVDs and see for yourself, you know, he gets booze from the crowds and He'll get in arguments with the crowd. Looks like he's drunk on stage, but he just has lost his voice, and it's just just horrible to listen to. Yeah, the one thing that he has said is that, well, my range is is wider than it ever was, and that actually might be true. However, he doesn't have that power. I agree with you on that in his voice that that he once had that grit that made those early Maiden records just really raw and special, along with the, you know, back to what we were talking about earlier, the raw production. You know, yeah. Deano's voice really was was something, it wasn't your typical heavy metal voice. You know, he, he had something there, like, that was really special and unique in my point, in my opinion. He used to have that great voice, like you said, and always had, he always had that little bit of a, a punk influence, uh, but now he just needs to let it go. He just needs to retire gracefully and 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 be done with it. Why, why do you think it is like that Maiden never brought him back into the fold? I mean, there was talks that they might do that back in the 90s when Blaze was, was with them, that maybe they could do a one-off reunion with, with Deano, and it, it just never happened. Do you think it is because he just doesn't get along with them or that maybe he didn't have the chops or was he just kind of a a fuck up? I I think it's all three, you know, uh, I think Steve Harris made the right decision in in not trying to bring him back, but his his voice was horrible back then. And he's made such bad comments about the band and, you know, especially Bruce Dickinson who can now sing Paul Diano any day of the week, you know, Paul's been calling him an opera singer and things like that. But, uh, you know, you can't deny Dickinson is a hell of a singer. But, uh, yeah, I think it's all three things you said. And I'm just glad it didn't happen because I think it would have been a train wreck. Right, right. I hear you. 
And I will say that I've interviewed him in recent years and actually spent some time with him. He is he is a nice guy in person, and I enjoyed seeing him live play the old Maiden songs. It was it was definitely uh, ex- exciting to see him out on stage playing those. But I do agree with you that I feel the time has come for him to bow out gracefully. But I think that's hard for people who aren't millionaires who are looking for money and they keep getting offers from people. You know, I I doubt he'd be putting out this DVD unless somebody came to him and said, Hey, I'll give you, I don't know what he gets, you know, uh, 50 grand to put this DVD out. It's probably hard for him to say no. Yeah. Yeah. Probably is. Maybe he gets 200 grand. Maybe he gets five grand. I have no idea guys. I'm just saying that, you know, he's getting paid and that's probably why you're seeing this. And it's, it's, you know, you go on Spotify or iTunes. There are just so many, re-recordings of the classic Maiden songs that he's done already that it is kind of mind-boggling that he's doing that once again. Yeah. Yeah. And I would think there's nothing that Maiden can actually do to stop him from doing that because you can't, you want, I think you have to pay like some kind of licensing fee, but then you can basically record any song you want without anybody's permission as long as it's been previously released. But uh, enough of that. Let's wrap up today's show with a little more music. But first, I want to remind everybody to visit thrashmetaltimes.com. That is James James's site. And you're, you, how often do you update it, James? Uh, well, since it's a one-man show right now, um, usually a few times each week. That's, that's what I'm aiming for. Hey, guys, be sure to check out James's site, Thrash Metal times.com we're going to end with a little satan a band we mentioned earlier james what were you saying blades of steel blades of steel off the original port in the act excellent here it is guys a little satan on talking metal It's not